All right, episode two of Detailing 101 podcast. This episode, I'm going to talk about my detailing background, how I got my start, um, maybe where my passion for cars and detailing came from. Um, so I guess dad, my dad sold cars for as long as I was alive until he retired. So that's how I got introduced. I remember going in there as a kid, uh, you know, five years old and walking in the dealership and the the owner of the, the Dodge dealership giving me a dollar. He'd give my brother and sister a dollar as well. Um, he was kind of a, we knew him for a long time, kind of a family friend, uh, as well as, you know, uh, an, an employer of my dad. But I remember going in there and then over the course of time, going in there more and more and finally got a job in there. Um, but before I got into detailing at the dealership, I, I detailed my own car. I had no clue what I was doing. There was no YouTube uh, or any kind of um, any kind of social media to, to find this stuff out. You just detailing was what you knew from the guy who detailed down the street, who learned it from the guy who detailed down the street, who learned it from the dealership guy detailing. And it was kind of a you know an oral and a physical you know visual um, learning process. That's how everybody knew how to detail. Coming from wherever it originally started from. Um, probably when cars were built or carriages, the horse, horse and buggies. And so I just kind of did what I knew, cleaned the car. Mostly it was more focused on the washing, the exterior. I had no clue what I was looking at on an interior. Um, I think I probably just went through and wiped it down and vacuumed it. That was about it. But I do remember using Pledge on the exterior. I bought a, a 1985 Dodge Charger in 1997 I think it was and I started cleaning it and it had a really deep maroon red and you know people had used different products waxes and polishes and yeah, so Pledge Pledge actually did a really good job of putting a really hard shine on the paint um, it was probably the ceramic coating of its day but it was a, it was a pain to work with you really couldn't because it was oily you couldn't really work it in especially considering microfibers uh didn't exist in the u.s in 97 so uh you're only using old diapers and t-shirts that are cut up or really soft old hand towels from the bathroom so but i think the thing looked pretty good uh not a whole lot stuck to it uh, <clears throat> you know because pledge is a dust repellent it's pretty good stuff but that's you know inefficient outdated method even at the time uh, but wax was pasty and crusty and gloopy and hard to work with. And that's kind of where I got my start as far as, I just, I mean, I didn't see it being done. I just, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not even sure what I remember thinking. That's just what you do to your car when you own a car, especially considering it was the first car I ever bought and I'm 17 years old. That's, that just came natural. That's what you do to something you care about. Uh, if you care about the inside of your house or your yard, you clean it. Um, if you care about yourself, you clean it. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't really think about cleaning a car. I suppose they just think about using it and um, getting rid of it and getting the next one and starting over again. But, you know, for me, especially considering, you know, the, the man and his machine, you just, you clean your car. That's what you, that's how you, that's how you respect your your vehicle you, you take care of it you clean it 
you change its oil, rotate the tires, all those sorts of things. But, you know, I think for cleaning a car, it's a little more special than changing oil. Especially in today's world, you can get it done in 15 minutes at the Jiffy Lube. So, um, from there, I started working at the dealership, I think, when I was, when I was 18. Because uh, I don't think they'd hire me till I was 18 for insurance purposes. So, I started washing the lot cars outside. So, 100 to 150 cars the Dodge dealership where my dad worked had. Uh, and I, you know, it was fun because I enjoyed working with my dad too, because he's a salesman. I didn't really see him a whole lot growing up. He wasn't really uh, much of a, a, a father influence that you would think a, a traditional father would be because sales, he just, he wasn't there. He was working 50 some odd hours a week. Um, he was gone when I got up and he didn't get home till almost bedtime. So, uh, that's, that's just the life of a salesman. So, uh, I quite enjoyed working. Uh, at the same place so started washing 100 to 150 cars a week it, uh, it took me about a week to get all the way around uh, from car one to car 150 and then I would start over drag the big 300 foot long hose out and the soap in the bucket and the mop type you, you're not gonna do this by hand using a mop um, and back then cars weren't as easily scratched so you could use a, a mop handled uh, car washing apparatus um, it worked pretty good so, you know, and you're not doing a 100%, you know, you're spending five, six, seven, ten minutes or whatever per car, um, not doing tires or anything, rinsing it, um, washing it with your mop thingy, rinsing it off, and then drying it and moving on to the next one, refill the bucket when the soap. Anyway, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. it. It was it was a lot of fun. I could work it at the pace I wanted. Eventually, I came inside, and I, that's when I learned how to do... Uh, decon washes. Didn't know it was a decon wash. Never heard of a decon wash. If you would have asked me what it was, I would have been like, I don't know. What, what, you're doing a decon wash. I am? Oh, okay. I don't know. What's that? Um, a decon wash, decontamination. You're pulling the embedded dirt out of the paint. Um, you're using chemicals and uh, so f uh, physical and uh, chemical removal of embedded contaminants. Um, using clay, whatever whatever tools you're using to remove the dirt that's that's what we we're that's what i was doing prepping cars for to be polished detailed by joe and sandy and then they would they would end up going to auction uh so that was kind of i mean decon washes for me and, I, and that's still I, I that's probably the my most enjoyable part of detailing even today i don't know why because i did that day in day out it was about two hours hour 45 minutes to two hours uh, at the dealership doing the decon washes and and I did them and then I sent that car to Joe and Sandy over to their bay and then I brought in the next one and did it again and there was many other things I did too but I, I quite enjoyed it it, it was uh, you know back then there was we weren't using pressure washers or garden hose that's why it took so long older outdated tools um, just not being efficient because the dealership they don't care about being efficient so once I um, I left that dealership. I went to work at another uh, private detailer, and that's where I learned. He, he taught me how to do interiors. Um, so I, at that point, I, I kind of I practiced a little bit of running the polisher, uh, but the decon washes obviously was I knew what to do. So he taught me how to he taught me how to polish. Uh, in those days, we used a rotary wool pad, heavy compound, usually multi-step. He had a lot more clear coat too, but I learned there to do interiors, 
using an extractor, which was pretty cool, learned how to polish. And from there, I went to um, uh, another private detailer um, and learned how to do, uh, kind of refine my polishing skills as well as, it's interesting, I learned how to do interiors and, and polish at one and then I learned at the next one kind of how to refine, refine the polishing and interior skills. Uh, which was kind of cool. It's it's just neat how how everybody has a different thing they enjoy, and and they can really show you that that one particular thing, like interiors. You know, we're going through this. We're getting under the seat, between the seats. We're making sure we uh, clean everything. You know, we're not 100% because there's it's just impossible. Uh, it's just not possible to clean an interior or a vehicle 100% uh, unless you take it apart. So. Uh, once I went from there, I went to another private detailer where I kind of put it all together. And that was about the first time from start to finish I knew what I was doing. And I kind of didn't know it until I got there, which was kind of interesting. So uh, I learned a little bit there from him, but mostly it was just repeating what I already knew. Um, so, you know, on the job training, is, is so to speak. Uh, from there, I went to the Honda dealership, worked for a Honda dealership running the detail department. I wasn't really even looking for a full-time detail manager job. I was looking for a part-time job. So I was doing route sales uh, with UTS. And uh, I was able to, um, I was out of my comfort zone because now I'm not just detailing, but I'm hiring people, I'm firing, I'm trying to set a standard. Um, so I was able to continue to hone my skills there and also what helped me there was teaching other people because now is at the point where I've been doing this enough years. Uh, it's, it's now been almost 20 years since I started detailing, but I'm able to teach others. That's really where I think I started to learn teaching someone else. I think I learned more than being taught. That's just neat how that works because you're now thinking about something that's almost automatic. So when you start thinking about things that are automatic, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And you're able to explain it to them and it kind of locks it in your mind even more so than it already was because you just do it. It's automatic. You don't have to think about it. So at the dealership, um, I went from running that dealership uh, getting a little frustrated with not being able to maintain or, or in, increase the standard I wanted. An opportunity came up where I was doing, um, I had basically, I started, I rented a small shop, smarter, started a, a small business, hired a friend or two, and they detailed some cars that I went around to some local car lots and, and I um, asked the dealers if, can we detail your cars on my at my building and here's the guy and anyway it kind of ran without me being there I was just trying to collect some income didn't really make any money because we weren't charging anything and you know the, those guys took you know the and, and me too working the dealership start to finish a car would take five or six hours and um, we were doing a lot more than we should have been to those cars S stuff no one's even really going to notice just spending way too long polishing uh, and so forth. And just being inefficient is really why it took us so long. Not having tool, having one tool and then you had to walk around the car to go get it, use it, and then walk around the car, go put it back. 
you know, being very inefficient is one of the reasons it took so long. So starting this small business, um, I didn't really want to work for myself yet. I just enjoyed working for somebody else detailing. So I got an opportunity to work for a private, um, another private detailing organization in uh, Cockeysville, Maryland, Diamond Detail. Huge growing organization, 200 some odd employees. They were in in dealerships doing detail. They were also doing retail, you know, things like that. So I went down there. I stayed down there. It was only about a month. It was just too long of a drive. I really didn't enjoy the, not only that, but very old school methods, um, very old school thinking in order to be for, I think the mindset they had was you work for me, you give me max hours as we can't, they couldn't ask someone to work eight hours. That's not how they can't make money in eight hours. They needed 10 or 12. So I would get up at, uh, six o'clock, six fifteen or so leave the house at seven, get there at eight, uh, then leave there at six. No, leave there at seven, get home at eight. So I was leaving the house seven in the morning, getting home at eight at night. So the hours were 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. Once in a while, I work Saturdays because they were open. This is too many hours. Other than that, I would have stayed there. If, you know, the drive would have been all right, but if it would have been a normal eight-hour day with an hour lunch, so nine hours, that would have been reasonable. I think, I think it's unreasonable to ask somebody to work 11 hours, not counting two hours total driving. And the pay really wasn't, I don't think it was worth it to continue that e either, if, if it was another third more or something like that. But anyway, I just kind of got frustrated in the fact that, you know what, I think I'm ready to work for myself. So I went to the shop where, where the guys that I had hired and it seemed like every somebody broke a windshield, another guy smacked into a pole with one of the cars. Tools were missing, tools were breaking. So it was kind of all a, you know, it's just kind of a culmination of perfect storm of, okay, you guys are idiots, I'm ready to come in here and take over. And I don't know what happened in that month where I'm, I'm ready, it's like 2013 uh, or somewhere around there, I started you know what, I'm, I think we can do this. I talked to my wife and she was on board. You know, I think we have enough dealer cars to be able to work for myself. So basically I laid those guys off because we just didn't have enough work. I, I just, and honestly, I didn't really know what I was doing in, in business. Um, I spent five hours, six hours on a car because that's how long you spend. I tried to get better and faster, more efficient. Um, but I never, I shouldn't say became more efficient. I tried to get better, but I never tried to get more efficient. I did get faster just because the more automatic it came to me, the faster and more fluid I would move. But efficiency really wasn't on my mind. So, you know, five, six hours and, and it's just that style of detailing. It's just almost impossible to teach somebody. Efficiency works every time. And you produce the, the more efficient you become, the better you become, the more profitable and the more enjoyable and the easier it is to teach somebody else. You're trying to teach somebody uh, the old ways of detailing. It, you can't do it. it. It's like teaching somebody some art that only you uh, some skill that is unattainable, but for the average person. So when you need somebody, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to teach them? 
and then they get frustrated and quit. You got to start all over again. So, you know, then we just give up and uh, forget this. You guys, you know, I can't find anybody. And if that's the attitude, then that's what you're going to find. So, um, the, you know, fast forward to present day, um, I don't do anything the same as, I mean, it's like, it's like constant 180 direction changes in, in business. And that's cool because I can produce better results in less time, but I can charge more. Um, to where I can actually have a profitable business, I can hire somebody and pay them a, a good salary. At least that's the goal. Um, I'm not quite there yet. I don't, I don't quite think I'm ready to bring somebody in. I could, but I want to make it a career for them. I don't want to just make it a job. I want them to stay to get better um, and um, kind of move up and grow the business and help me grow the business and then we can add another employee so on and so forth and if it's just me by myself or if it's just me and one guy that's fine too i'm, I'm fine with that uh, every area is different different needs and demands so anyway present day i think one of these episodes i'll talk about the from the start from 2013 to 2022 kind of what all my perspective, my journey in between those time, how I got from where I started to where I am now, I think that might be an interesting um, subject, at least for me. I don't know about anybody else who's listening, but I quite enjoy this. Um, I enjoy talking on a podcast more so than like a YouTube video anyway. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my uh, detailing background, um, how I got my training on hand. And of course, throughout the time, I went to seminars and conferences and ceramic coating training came up and I went to as many as I could couldn't get away much because couldn't really afford it but um and then finding mentors that's another uh reaching out to mentors and, and business people not in detailing reaching out to them asking questions and getting their perspective really looking for a perspective more than just tell me what to do because that doesn't work when you do it that way. So anyway, uh, episode two, my detailing background. Um, episode three is going to be why I started detailing. And I think episode four is going to be my journey from 2013 to 2022, present day. Um, the maybe how, you know, the directions, uh, the the moves I made, the, the mistakes I made, many, <laughs> I've made more mistakes. I've done more things wrong than right. Um so I think that that might be episode four, but episode three is going to be why I started a detailing business, kind of leaving the Honda dealership, kind of expounding on the, the Honda dealership, working for the private detailer, then starting. Um, I think that'll be quite interesting. So thanks for listening, and I will see you on episode three.